Nowadays, traveling with recall is safer than getting on a rocket. Check out those statistics. Besides, a real holiday is a pain in the butt. You got lost luggage, lousy weather, crooked taxi drivers. When you travel with recall, everything we interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Like, Bob, get out of my way. I can't see my math here because you're standing there with your Hawaiian shirt. At the time, were you were you proud of it, though? Like, when you first finished it? No. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Hey. That was not Sam, and we are not going to have Sam do that for a long time. So it's just going to be you and me, Andrew, and our guests, and we are going to hold down the fort while Sam enjoys a little vacation. And You're on sabbatical? I think he is. He's on some kind of sabbatical. Was he, he on paid leave? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, well, no. I, w- I wasn't informed of this. No, yeah, definitely not getting paid. Oh, but um, it does make sense. You know, after 400 episodes, I guess he was ready to take a break because this is episode 401. That's right. We made it to 401. And boy, if you were uh, here during the pre-show and heard all of the things that didn't go right, you would be surprised that this was our 401st episode. Uh, tonight we're talking about Total Recall, 1990s Total Recall, not the other one that came out with Colin Farrell that I have seen, but this one, the 1990s Col- uh, Total Recall, not Colin Farrell, 1990s Total Recall. Yes. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. This movie is a dick to glass, Jimison. Glass? Yeah. As in like glass like every scene feels like somebody is breaking <laughs> glass or shooting glass or jumping through glass or being thrown through glass no, that's, that's, that's not inaccurate like yeah i agree i mean even the final scene when <laughs> mars is becoming habitable everything explodes this glass i mean well if you don't know this uh air uh can just plow right through some glass I mean, I'm sure that's what, what yeah. that's how when the Earth was made, that's what happened. All of the glass was around; it just got shattered. So, it was the well, you know the saying, "glass houses." Yeah. That was a thing before oxygen was a thing on our planet. Sure, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and and also like right. you know, yeah. that's where sand comes from. It, it does <laughs> kind of feel weird that if you're gonna make your Martian whatever. That it would be, uh, you know, completely filled with, you know, glass structures. It just, you know, that seems very unsafe. But who knows? I don't yeah. know. Uh, okay. Well, uh, also making his cheap seat reviews debut, and he was also a fellow America's Next Top podcaster. Is Sean? Insert three boob joke here from the Part Time Gamers podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Hey. Uh, this isn't going to be confusing at all, uh, us both being named Sean. Well, 
Sure. I mean, obviously. Is it, go ahead, Andrew. Is it fair to say that? Is it fair to say that there are three boobs on the show tonight? <laughs> yes, that is very true. Okay. All right. Just checking. Yes. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is true. So yeah, Sean, thank you for joining us. Um, this was fun. Yeah, no this, problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, this is uh this was a last minute thing. Uh, our scheduled. So this week has been kind of the 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 week of of hell for guests. So we originally had two shows this week. I was going to get a week ahead. This is a little how the sausage is made, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to get like a week ahead with my with my podcasting because later in the summer I'm taking my own vacation and I didn't want to have no content for a whole week. You know, I'm here for you the listeners. So Unfortunately, our Friday night guest had to cancel uh, because she's moving and didn't have her equipment. And then tonight's guest, would have been tonight's guest, also had to cancel because of uh, work-related. So then I asked somebody else to fill in, V, from Life Paranormal with V, and she had kind of an emergency and couldn't make it. So, Sean, uh, you are our... our, uh, our runner, runner up, and I really our, appreciate yeah, our, you being our, uh, available to to jump in. Well, I appreciate being like sixth or seventh on the list uh, <laughs> of five people. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, well, and, and, to- and when we say when we say last minute, this is uh, I got a text yeah, at like- three o'clock today <laughs> that. We're looking for a new guest. Yeah, yeah, and I put a, uh, um, the, I put the call out. I put the flare up, and uh, about three people said, "Hey, um, no." <laughs> so Sean was like, "I will do it. I will take on the mantle and talk about Total Recall." Yes. So let us do that now. Let us talk about Total Recall, nineteen nineties Total Recall, directed by Paul Verhoeven. And we have seen many of his movies before, starring, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, Rachel Ticotin. Did I say that right? And, sure. uh, I, I don't know. and of course, Ronnie Cox, who is uh, amazing as always. He was like the 80s bad guy, like what the 2000s was for for Gary Oldman, like the late 90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, like every time you see Gary Oldman on screen, you know he was going to be a bad guy. It's the same thing. Ronnie Cox yeah. is on screen. He's a bad guy. You know, Dean Mor- uh, Dean Norris is in this as well, that I, I didn't realize he was in this. He plays uh, Tony, the prune face guy. Dean Norris. Who's that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, him. He's from, uh, he's from The Shield and from... Uh, no, I'm not the shield. Um, he's Breaking uh, Bad. Breaking oh, Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's also in Terminator Two. Maybe he and uh, uh, Arnold are buddies or something. Let's see. He's in a bunch of stuff. F- he's in. Uh, oh God. I feel like he's a guy that probably teaches karate at a local, uh, <laughs> you know, YMCA on the side, and he's like, "Hey, I have done movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger." Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's also claim to fame. Yeah, he was also in a handful of episodes of Big Bang Theory and uh I mean gosh, Breaking Bad for a handful of episodes. The guy works. I mean, CSI and pretty much all the other uh, lettered uh TV shows. Let's see. 
This guy's. Yeah. I I get him confused sometimes with Michael Chiklis, which is why I said yeah. the Shield. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. He has 175 oh, acting credits. I mean, the guy works, so good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, so yeah, I'm directed sure he's by a great person, but he has he has an expression of just like when he's when he's stern, he's creepy. When he's smiling, he's also kind of creepy. But I'm sure he's a great person. Uh, I'm looking at one of his photos right now. It's like he's smiling very intently. And uh, it's I don't want to stare at it too long. <laughs> are, you talk, are you talking about uh, our, our guy we were just talking about or uh, Ironside? Yeah, Dean Norris. Oh, okay. Because Ironside well, has that, that kind of vibe yeah. too. It's like, has that guy yeah. ever been actually happy ever? <laughs> Like I don't, I want to look at his wedding photos. You know, just like was he ever happy? <laughs> wasn't he Ironside? Wasn't he in that really bad movie we watched yes. where he was the bad guy? What was that? Um, um, Sky, Spy Hunter, Sky Hunter in the World of No, uh, Space Space Hunter and the For- Adventures in the Forbidden Zone in 3D. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those were a lot of words that I don't think were actually supposed to go together. It's something Hunter. It's Space Sky Hunter. Uh, Gosh, dang it. Yeah, we reviewed that. It's something Hunter and the Adventures in the Forbidden Zone in 3D. It's got Ernie Hudson. It's Molly Ringwald's theatrical debut. And Michael Ironside plays a character called the Overdog. He's like a bionicle. It's an amazing film. You need to find it. It's like on YouTube or Tuvi or something like that. Now you know what? Those movies are not, though. Uh, well, they're not this movie. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> they're not this movie. So I'm looking at... So Paul Verhoeven, I'm looking at his um, his directorial whatever. So my first movie of his is RoboCop. That was the he's yeah. done he had done a handful of other films before, but I hadn't seen any of those. But so I've seen to, uh, RoboCop and now Total Recall. I guess I should say this before I go any farther. This was my first time watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. which is is kind of surprising. It but is surprising. That, this is coming from someone who didn't watch Pulp Fiction until like last year. Well, so you, you know, I what? can't really say much. Um, well, you know, like I didn't, I didn't, we didn't. The first time I watched Pulp Fiction was also for the podcast. That was about three or four years ago. I don't remember when we did yeah. it, Andrew, but like, yeah, it was like four four years ago, and it was also my first time. And <laughs> I made some people mad with my comments about that movie. <laughs> Let's just say. Uh, I have to have to be honest. This is my first time watching this movie as well. Really? That I can remember all the parts. Oh, uh, true. In 1990, when this came out, I was in kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. Uh, in that time frame, but I remember. I guess this was on video that my aunt had uh, rented the video. So shortly after this, um, and I'm sitting in my grandmother's house. And, you know, playing like a normal first grader is doing, not really paying attention. But guess what scene I happen to look at the screen? <laughs> the three boobs? That's exactly right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so I do remember that vividly from first grade. Sure. 
But I, this is the first time that I can comprehend the mo- the movie. <laughs> yeah, I I this movie to me is on, only ever existed in gifs and posters and um you know memes and things like that. I just I had never seen it. I just I just missed it and. My gosh, I am glad I watched it because this thing is insane. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but back to this real quick, though. As far as for Verhoeven, the other ones that I've seen of his uh, is I've seen most of Basic Instinct, but not all of. Uh, I did not see Showgirls. I did see Starship Troopers, which I really liked. And I watched, uh, I think I watched Hollow Man. Uh, yes, yeah, Kevin Bacon, Hollow Man. I watched that one. And... That's it. That's all I've seen of his. And he's still making movies. He's got something coming out. Well, it looks like it's a German film. He's got something else called Young Sinner coming out. A young staffer in Washington, D.C. works for a powerful senator is drawn into a, in, a web of international intrigue and danger. And it has no information other than that. No cast, nothing. So look for that sometime in Maybe the Maybe it's future. a documentary. Well, could be, I guess. <laughs> so, time for five word reviews. Uh, you know what, Sean? Why don't you go first? All right, uh, good because I was I was confident that the first one I had would have been uh, used by one of you two. Uh, my first, I had three, just in case. So, my first five word review is "Get your ass to Mars." I thought for sure one of you was going to take that. No, no. That's kind of surprising to me, but okay. So get your ass to Mars. Uh, My second one is two weeks. Two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That that last one is just one word, right? Yeah. (laughs) Counts as one word. And my my third one is just insert random Austrian grunting noises. Nice. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Um, I, my five, I only have one this week. Wow. Um, there's some really bad science. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Accurate. yeah, you know, this movie, like I said, this is the first time I've seen it. And, um, I, my rule is if a movie keeps my attention, then it's, it's at least worth watching. And I consider it a, a decent film if it's something that keeps my attention. If I want to go do other things, if I want to pick up my phone and scroll through whatever, then it's not a good film. Uh, this one, it kept my attention. And um, I don't know that it was for all the right reasons, but it did keep my attention. Um, the, I guess the technology for the time in 1990, I thought it was fairly well done. There's a lot of bad green screen in this. Uh, and a lot of uh, cheap props, but and cheap set, but um, again, I, I kind of blame it on the times. Uh, but then again, I think to other films that were made earlier, and think, well, maybe they could have done a little better. I don't know what the uh, budget was for this film, says, but I felt uh, budget was sixty-five million. Yeah, I think maybe the uh, plaster walls that were supposed to look like Brock's could have. I don't know. Anyway, Mars was. How, yeah, I wonder how much of that went right to Schwarzenegger. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, we've talked about the kind of the star power in this film. I mean, it's got a lot of big names, at least four. Well, they're you know, big, big names, names that... but they're big names now, right? I mean, Sharon Stone hasn't yeah. done Basic Instinct yet, so, you know, right. she's... You know, well, saying, that's like, true. She's she's just a really pretty actress, but, like, she hasn't made her break yet. And, yeah. you know, I don't think anyone cared. Did we care who Michael Ironside was in 90? I don't know. I mean, we all know who Ronnie Cox was. Well, from... that was... Yeah, Ronnie Cox and Ironside were that was kind of their if you look at it, <laughs> they haven't really done great no, things since this. Really <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean this is uh, this is an Arnold vehicle and we, we knew who he was, but again, you know, at this point he's he's the Terminator. We haven't seen him I mean Terminator two is the next year, which yeah. I always kind of look at his real big Big break, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm trying to think. So look here. Let's see. Ninety. Uh, so he he just come. He's coming off of Twins and Running the Running Man and Predator. Well, so yeah. So Commando and Predator, and of course the Terminator and Conan. I mean, he was a star. You're, uh, yeah, he was a star yeah. by this point. Uh, but I think I think Sean's right. I think that the majority of of this money might yeah. have went to his paycheck. Could be because okay, he certainly was the biggest one. That's crazy for, to think the fact that Terminator 2, though, came out a, only a year later. And to just compare the effects yeah. between that yeah. and this, that that's astounding how much of a gap that is. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I thought the acting in this was fine. I, I wasn't bothered by anybody terribly. Um, you know, there wasn't any blatant, just bad acting that people shouldn't have been there like we saw in the uh, heist movie in the first couple of minutes of that film. What was that called? I've blocked it out completely. Wrath of Man. The Wrath of Man, thank yeah. you. And uh, yeah, we didn't have any of that. So uh, the story for the time, I think, was this one of the earlier memory wiping type movies? Oh, Why, I don't is know. There anything I... before? I mean, we're going to get into that later, but uh, yeah, other but, memory wiping movies. But I feel like this one is an earlier. Well, there was version. like a Manchurian Candidate, right, from a long time yeah, ago. So yeah, that, yeah. That probably, you know, and this isn't this based on a this is based on a Philip K. Dick short story, anyway. Oh, so the 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 idea has been out for a for a minute. I don't. I have a I have a, a collection of Philip K. Dick. I don't know if this is in it or not. I I need to find out. But because I I bought I bought the book for the Minority Report because of another podcast I was on. But the Minority Report's like again, it's a short story. It's like eleven pages. I read it in an afternoon. But I do have one question. Yeah. This movie left me with a little bit of confusion. Okay, only they, a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, they well. <laughs> I'm not going to go into two things. I'm suspending belief for a lot of it. But uh, the thing that bothers me is they mention aliens, mm -hmm. but they also mention mutants. Yeah. So are they considering mutants and aliens the same thing? No. Or are mutants a group of yeah, different would, group of people? I would say not. That have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they make reference several times that like mutants are the people that have lived on Mars a long time. And are mutants because the shielding, because there's no atmosphere to protect them from the sun's rays. So like, yeah, so they're just getting raw radiation. Yeah, 
and like the sh- exactly like the shielding that the company built on that part of the of the planet is bad. Therefore, they're getting more of the sun's radiation. Therefore, they're turning into mutants. Well, yeah, it was just single pane glass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barry. Yeah, again, that's it was like a, it was sugar like glass. A huge oversight right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and giving Michael Ironside a gun is a huge oversight because that man shot everything that moved. Good lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the scene where they were where the they had the one guy with the tracker. They're not even looking at where they're shooting. It's just there. It's like, there's literal, this, he's not hiding. Yeah. He's, you're shooting open air. Yeah. He's not a small man either. I don't, yeah. Yes. The, the first time it's a funny bit. After the third time, you're thinking, how are these men employed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are these men alive? Yeah. I did, maybe you did too, kind of got a Back to the Future vibe with the technology and the futuristic technology. Uh, and that's one thing I feel like does not hold up very well at all. No, uh, you know, we have these big not. tube TVs hanging everywhere, and we got a a laptop from, you know, one of the first laptops that, like a IBM suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, you know, some of that doesn't. It, it holds yeah. 16 megabytes of memory. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. What about, what's your uh, five-word review there, Sean? Yeah, well, the only thing I was going to say is to the technology of the time, because you're not wrong. It's, it, like, it feels like we can make movies... I mean, like you look at Star Trek 09. I mean, that's, what, 11 years ago? And that doesn't mm-hmm. look 11 years ago. But in 2001, looking back at this film, you think, ooh, that technology looks old, you know, because like we've had the yeah. Matrix and we're, you know, we've had uh, 2001. What else we're about, we're about to have? Uh, we're about to have Spider Man, you know, like that technology, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's so, anyway, it just, I think it's funny that just the way the technology goes. But it will be interesting to see, like, if in 15 years, Will we look back at 2009 Star Trek and go, ooh, that ship looks terrible? You know, like that technology <laughs> looks bad. I don't know. Will we still be using touch screens or, uh, I don't know. The only technology I hate that film has taught us we should like is translucent monitors. Yeah. Yeah. It seems terrible. That seems like such a bad idea. I don't want to look. Yeah. I'll be so distracted. Like, Bob, it's, get out of my way. I can't see my math here because you're standing there with your Hawaiian shirt. Well, that, that technology has already somewhat been tested because there for a while, if you remember the show House, mm-hmm. clear uh, marker boards, like just glass marker boards were a thing for a while. Yeah. And then people realized you can't read this because there's nothing yeah. behind it. So the writing blends in with whatever's behind. It, so... I, I don't think it'll ever be a real thing, to be honest. It looks I cool on camera. My eyes are bad enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it looks yeah. cool to film because, like, there's a scene in the movie The Accountant where um, Ben Affleck has done all this math on this huge, like, it's a four-walled room of that glass, right? So when the camera is outside the room, it looks really cool because you're seeing the writing backwards and, like, it's a it's a cool thing to film, but it just seems so impractical. Anyway, yeah, because it, it it depends so much on the background. Well, like what is 
what's on the other side of that glass. Exactly. So it's like, if it's a light background, you're not going to be able to see it or, you know, it just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Very, the very only, cool. the only real world application of this that I've seen that, that works very well. Uh, and I'm giving a free promotion here for this lady, but uh, there's a thing on YouTube that's really great if you have third, fourth graders and they're learning math. It's called 901 Math. And if you go on, she she walks you, she's a math teacher, and she walks you through, and she uses one of these clear boards, and she uses like neon color markers and a black light. And uh, it's pretty cool. Those At least are, I think it's a black light. Yeah, those are called light boards. That's literally what they're called. And Oh, maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's yeah, what it is. It's just called a light board. It's literally just a piece of plexiglass with lights that or you can put on the side or the top to give the, the marker or whatever a different kind of look or feel. Um, and, and a lot of people will use them to like film, like, like you said, like they, 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 they can stand behind it or whatever. It's neat. Anyway, my five, that's not review, this movie though. No, no. My <laughs> five word review was fun mind trip with mutants. Yeah. Well, the, the, the mutants were a big part of this movie. I was, I was surprised at how much, uh, there was mainly because I didn't honestly know that they were in here. I just thought that the three boob lady was just a three boob lady. Like I didn't realize that she was a mutant or it was a cosmetic thing or whatever. But well, from first grade when I saw that, I assumed that there were just aliens. Yeah, that maybe. just happened to have an extra boob. Well, and there's so there's a Star Trek movie, Star Trek Five, that has. I think there's a three boob lady in that too, or a, a five boob lady. But of course, she's covered. Like that? Am I misremembering that? It's been so long since I've seen it. Oh wait, I, there is one that has like, it's like six, and they're stacked like utter or like a no like a dog would have. No, this uh, one was. What movie is that? I don't know. And now I want to take time. The fifth to... element or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The fifth element doesn't have aliens. Well, it does have aliens. It's just the 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 Mangalorians or whatever they're called. Um. But those are yeah. They can't take their helmets off. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk this five. Boob woman. Oh God, you can't search oh, that, that, Sean. This is gonna get you on a list. Yeah, you. Uh, I need to add the word movie. That's your browser history. Well, the there, worst buddy. is that it's on my. Um, this is my work computer too. Oh, so God. apparently, there's something in Kung Pao. There's a one woman. There's a one-breasted yeah, woman in. Kung yeah, Pao. I remember that. Oh, well, whatever. So yeah, it, it just the next one down is the 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 three breasted actress from Total Recall. That's all I'm getting. All right, maybe I'm misremembering something. Not a, not the point. The point is is that I took a lot of notes on this movie. That's what the point is. <laughs> um, um, and I'll, I'm going to run through a few of them. Like Michael Ironside again. When I mentioned earlier, he shoots like crazy. How many bystanders die because of this guy? Like. Yeah, and I never quite understood: is he a cop or is he just work for the evil corporation? Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm under the impression that he's just kind of a mercenary working for the the big bad Cohagen. Okay, that's the that's the impression I get. You think that the it would have been a little bit better to see some of their past history of he and uh. Schwarzenegger together, and because I feel like before all of this went down, he didn't like him. 
Yeah. Because like there's that, there's some animosity right. there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think maybe it's just a... Uh, I, I kind of like that we, we don't get that because we as the audience are just as confused as Schwarzenegger, as his character. And I think True. it makes his character li- more likable that he chooses to be the good guy even though he's shown evidence that he was kind of a bad guy. And yeah. um, I, I like that. I, I kind of like that that idea. But uh, you're not wrong, though. It would have been kind of interesting to see, maybe to find out why Ironside hates him, other than the fact that he got to sleep with Ironside's wife, which, yeah, are any of us buying Sharon Stone marrying Ironside? Like, what's happening there? Not really. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see it. I don't like when he came over and started kissing her. I thought, "What is happening?" I mean, that my note literally was, "Ew, Ironside tongue." <laughs> I wrote. Uh, so we also have Johnny Cab. So I finally got to see what a Johnny Cab was in this movie, and. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my favorite part is when the Johnny Cab rolled his eyes at Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> that was too funny. Have uh, we seen Johnny Cabs in something else? Or is there a, a, a spoof? I feel like I've seen them somewhere, but I haven't. Like I said, I haven't watched this movie since first grade. So I, <laughs> I don't think I would have a memory of that, but maybe I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know the year. No either. You know, this could be one of those movies that maybe as I was growing up, it was on TNT or on TBS or some something, and yeah. walking through the house as my dad was watching it, I the, caught a glimpse. The I don't UPN. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> w, WB, uh, Turner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it does kind of feel like there's other movies that have, especially movies of this genre and, and time period that have like those kind of robot car kind of things. Yeah. The first one that would come that came to mind for me is uh judge dread. Like I, it seems like if there, if it was any, any, in any other kind of movie, it would be like the, the uh, Stallone judge dread. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It, the uh, I don't know why, but this movie it did make me think of a lot of other movies. Like I, there were certain parts of it that I, like I said, thought of Back to the Future. There were certain parts that it made me think of uh, Mario Brothers. Yeah, like when oh, they're in there. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, what was the other Schwarzenegger film that it made me think of? Might have been a Terminator. I don't. Know. I don't know. Just I feel like it borrowed a lot from other places. Well, maybe other places borrowed from it too. I would. I would think. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah thank you so much for that. The uh, the the um, Super Mario Brothers reference. Maybe there's some cross connection there with some of the set people or whatever. But you're right. Like being in that underground city. Mm-hmm. Like the Mars and that set look exactly the same. Yeah. You know, underground, yeah. crowded, dirty. Like there are cars driving where people are just there. There's no actual roads anywhere. It it just seems so weird. Like it seemed weird that we have taxis in a place where everything's underground, and it didn't feel like 
Schwarzenegger was in the cab for very long. Like he could have walked yeah. there in about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I think it's interesting how when he when he was getting into the cab in the on Mars, there's just like casual war going on around them and like that ten foot area around them. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's guards with machine guns just flailing bullets into the air, and he's like, yeah, just get in the cab. It's, it's fine. It's normal. Whatever. It's, like, it's Tuesday. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, <laughs> so this is such a dumb note, but my wife wanted me to make sure I, I mentioned this on the show. So, again, for those who listened for more than last week, uh, I watch most of my movies with my wife, and she usually has an interesting comment to make. So Schwarzenegger opens up the safety deposit box, and there is that flyer, right, for the the lady place. And he wants to test to see if it's his handwriting on the thing, so he writes out Marie or whatever it is. Well, yeah, Lena. Yeah. And it drove my wife crazy because he says, "Will you hand, can I borrow a pen? He hands him a Sharpie that has a red cap on a black yeah. marker, and that bothered my wife to no end. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the only one who thought that, too. Because I, like, again, the fact that he asks for a pen, gets the Sharpie, has a red cap, and it's like, okay, why do they have a red pen at the de- or red marker at the desk? And then it writes in black, and it's, it's it's such a dumb thing to think about, but I, all I could think of is: Did the props department not have a black cap sharpie? Like, it's like somebody handed him a pen. A regular we, pen. We can't find a pen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like some like it, it probably came off of the pocket of some grip on set, right? Like, oh, yeah. Because we forgot to provide you know Arnold a pen. Oh, I, here's one. I'll just here here's mine. You know, it's, it feels like that. Um. <laughs> I keep a red cap on it so I can find it in my black pants. Yeah, that's why I know that it's mine. I mean, that's probably, yeah. that sounds as, as, I mean, having been a grip on some film sets, that sounds right. Just going to be honest. That sounds <laughs> that sounds right. It always is fun to me whenever I see a prop in a movie that's just a movie set thing. You know, like, uh, yeah. there, are, there are times where it's like, oh, they're using gaff, gaffer's tape instead of duct tape in the movie. But... What was the movie that they used like part of a a boom as a gun, right? What, yes. do, do you remember that? I forget what movie that was, but there was something we watched. I think we watched it for the podcast. Wasn't it? Um, the, no, it wasn't a it wasn't a gun gun. They were using the uh, it was Resident Evil, right? And the guy right. was spying yeah. on the other girl, and he was holding the boom mount for a shotgun microphone. And he was using it like it was a like a parabolic laser microphone, and yeah, said that's it was what just, it was. Yeah, and I was like, that just literally the boom guy just took it off the boom pole and handed it to the actor. <laughs> like that's what happened. Um, I love it though. Like, again, just because I know what these tools and, and things are, having worked on a handful of movies and whatnot, whatnot. I guess if you're a new listener, I used to work in film and TV a long time ago. Uh, in fact, Andrew, um, a coworker of mine, found. All four aired episodes of Palmetto Point on YouTube. Somebody converted the VHS tapes of this show and put it on YouTube. So we watched the the, the first episode uh, at lunch the other day, and 
I, like, I worked on this thing, right? I was the sound mixer on this show, and the audio is so bad <laughs> that I was I was almost re-embarrassed again. You know, like, like I was already embarrassed the first time because I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, he just at the time were you were you proud of it though? Like when you first finished it? No, because I didn't know what I was saying. Oh. Like, it was one of those things where it was like. <laughs> The editor yelled at me after about five days of shooting. He called me up on the phone. He's like, this audio is, I can't use this audio. The actors yelled at me because they're like, we're spending so much time doing ADR. Like we're, we're not getting a chance to, to, you know, relax or whatever when we're not on set. Cause we're always doing ADR. So there's a lot of that first episode where there's just no dialogue. We just have to, guess as actors or as the audience what's happening from context clues because the audio was so bad but you know they paid me to do a job i was not qualified for i told them i wasn't qualified for but because i was inexperienced they could pay me very little money and they did and that's what happened so palmetto point that's there it. That's what people think about teachers. We're just very inexperienced, so they don't pay us anything. Well, no, you're not right. Even after, even after fifteen years. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and getting your you're getting your masters too. Uh, yeah. The tummy mutant. What did my gosh? Did anybody else get freaked out by that thing? <laughs> I thought yeah. it was brilliant because I want to do that with. I want to take my. Uh, I wish my. My nine-year-old was younger, and I would do that for a Halloween costume. Nice. <laughs> Just strap him to the front of me. I like it. I I have a two-year-old, and theoretically, if we got the, the costuming right, we could do that, but I guarantee she would just scream the whole time, and it would not be fun for anyone. No, it would not. <laughs> I'm sure there's been some really great costumes of that thing out there you know, somewhere, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Ugh, that weirded me out. I did not expect it. And then I also didn't expect it to die five minutes later. I mean, that was rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people die. What, I'm, what I'm wondering is when they when they kill the, that little stomach mutant baby thing, uh, how are they able to shoot it in the front of the head from behind? That's what I'm wondering. That was a, a kind of a wanted trick. Curve your bullet moment. <laughs> There, there's a lot of questionable, like, well, we've already mentioned the questionable gunplay of Ironside's character, but there's a lot more that just does not make physical sense. Yeah. No. Science and physics don't don't work oh, in this movie. The, the most yeah. egregious. Unless, unless they're good. Yeah. Unless they're important. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, the most egregious, in my opinion, and not just the fact that these guns had unlimited ammo, because no one ever yeah. reloaded in this movie. They're future guns. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, you're not wrong because we never see shell casings ever. I mean, yeah. no. it, it, these might be uh, not lasers, but something like that. But the most egregious is the Arnold Schwarzenegger hologram. You know, yes. he, they're in a circle shooting. <laughs> they should all be dead. <laughs> like, yes. Uh-huh. Especially because literally two minutes later, the the woman, the woman does the exact same thing and they, they shoot each other. And they do hit each other. Yeah. Yes, it's like yeah. That first time with Arnold, with Arnold doing the, the hologram, all of them should have been dead. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was as soon as that happened, I was like, I was so annoyed. I, I really was. It's just like, okay, <laughs> come on, movie. Because my wife said, well, maybe his hologram is a force field and the bullets are being stuck in it. I said, I said, you're giving this movie too much credit. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So uh, while we're here, let's park on this a minute. At the science of the movie. Yeah. Right. I'm not a scientist. I, I don't. Thereof. I don't pretend to know a lot about it. But there's a few things that bothered me. One, if I were to be on Mars and I were to be just, you know, frolicking outside and fall and hit my my shield, my face mask on a rock, would my face <laughs> swell and then my eyes bulge and I I feel like they started so, to look like those mutants. Now, I'll say this. Yeah. And again, having Googled none of this ahead of time, which I usually do <laughs> because usually when Sam is here, if I'm going to question science, I want to make sure I'm in the right mind. And of course, we don't have Bobby here, Sean, to, to correct us. No. I was once told that if you were to be ejected into space, you wouldn't freeze. You would actually, your blood would in fact boil. Right. The, the the reason why you yeah. the reason why we you your water boils on Earth is because you've raised the temperature past the point of which the atmosphere can contain the water, and that's why it bubbles. So your your blood would because there's no because there's no gravity, there's no force, there's no pressure on your blood, so it would literally boil in your body. I could be wrong. I think that's right, and I guess one of us could maybe Google this. I don't know. So the idea that they're that they would kind of explode like that, there might be some science to it, but it would take way faster than the many minutes that it takes them to die in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another science question: This underground city that the air has been shut off, mm -hmm. the air is off for a very long time. Now, I know that it takes time to use up the air that's in a space. But it's off for a very long time. And there's a lot of people using that air down there. Yeah, I feel like they would all be dead. Way before... I don't know. Or at least... Well, the... Uh, some of them. I don't know. The, the weird part for me was they've all passed out, right? They're all laying down... You know they're they're suffering from hypoxia or whatever, and then the Earth shakes yeah. and they all stand up, or I guess the Mars <laughs> yeah. they have a Mars quake yeah. and they they all just stand up like oh what was that, you know like yeah before the before the air gets to them yeah so and okay before they're all showered with glass as well <laughs> yeah that <laughs> that leads me to my next question about. The, the air, the oxygen. So I get it. Heating the frozen core, releasing oxygen into the air. Is that a thing? I, I assume it is. That, to me, that makes the most logical sense that that might be one thing that actually would happen. That's what the movie's telling us is what happened. Right. Now. Again, I've done no research on this stuff at all. Uh, but it, <laughs> I know... As an audience, we have to physically see this. Like, we have to get a fire extinguisher pointed at the camera and, yeah. you know, have some smoke that comes at us. Uh, 
but you you wouldn't see it like that. It wouldn't look like a volcano erupting and I don't know. I just thought it was pretty lame. The way that that was done, that's the only time that I've really rolled my eyes in the whole movie. Really? That, that was the point. That's the time you first rolled your eyes? Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the one where I was like, uh, okay. Because, you know, the, the mutants and the other things I can forgive. But then it got to that, and I was like, okay, this is bad signs. And the, the very last one, I, I know I said the last one was the last one, but... The very last one was, and I know this one for sure, when this oxygen is, is in the air, the sky turned blue. That would not happen on Mars, because the reason our sky is blue here on Earth is from the reflection of the ocean. Is that correct? Or am I getting that backwards? No. It's a reflection of the, no, the water. Neither. No, it's because of the, because of the atmosphere itself. It, it only filters through, like, blue, like, I think it's because it filters out or filters everything else other than blue light from the sun. I th- really? think. Really? Yeah. So, so blue, I, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Blue, blue, blue light is the, is the longest wavelength. So it's, okay. it's, it's the one piece. It's the one light that comes through the most. Uh, the rest of it is reflected off the, the earth or the sun uh, off of our atmosphere by either atmosphere or gravity or whatever, uh, the the magnetic poles. But it's blue because it's uh, it's the easiest light to to get through because it's the longest wavelength. It's just a wavelength. It's no reflection or anything like that. So uh, I've told my children that I learn every day, and I want to thank you guys because I just learned something. Yeah. After thirty seven years on this earth, that I know has been told to me by a science teacher incorrectly now. Yeah, that's not because right. that I, re- I remember that from like middle school, high school, somewhere that they told us the reason the sky was blue was because of the reflection of the water. Yeah, on our no. atmosphere. No. That, that was ex- that was sense because it's like, what if you're on land? Yeah, it would be reflecting the land then. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe maybe it was the water. I, I'm getting it backwards. Maybe they said the water was blue because it was reflecting from the sky. I don't. I don't remember. So, well, I will say this. This is what little about science that I do know is that all our eyes are seeing is light bouncing off of things. And yeah, so right. we only can perceive what the light is showing us. And also we can only perceive a certain frequency range, just like we can only hear a certain frequency range. If our eyes were able to perceive you know, other spectrums like ultraviolet or... Um, whatever you know, we would we would have so much more information coming at us all the time. We probably would have died long ago as a species. But but yeah, the reason why it, yeah it's 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 blue because of that. The reason why the water looks blue is the same thing, is because it's the it's the longest uh, uh, wavelength. Uh, uh, the blue light is it's the, so that's why it's that's why it starts off blue, and then as you get lower, and as the wavelengths die. Because they hit the you know waters, it starts to get darker right. and darker. It's, it's the same thing. So I I just want to get our producers to get Neil deGrasse Tyson for us, and let's just figure all this shit out. Okay. Because yeah, so get on that, producers. Um, make that happen for we, us. We do know Sean and I do <laughs> so know we have the higher producers. Yeah, we well first yeah of all, we do we have the higher producer, uh, but we do <laughs> know listening. a. Uh, yeah, uh, the host of a science podcast, uh, who was also the producer, one of yep. the producers of America's Next Top Podcaster. Um, it would be kind of fun to have him come on and just talk about some like movie science, 
and stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be actually kind of neat. Idea. Yeah, it would. Uh, so, although I would feel, I feel really dumb. Like you're reviewing uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy or something, <laughs> just to have some science element to it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this movie was nominated for uh, a couple of Oscars. Yeah. Uh, best sound and best effects. Uh, sorry, best sound effects. Uh, and it won. So, it won an Academy Award for special achievement for visual effects. Okay. And the runner-up nominee was Back to the Future Part Three and Dick Tracy. And Ghost. Huh. So, uh, I mean, I know that actually, I, I bought Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy, and Back to the Future visually before I would buy this one. Well. Back oh, to the yeah. Future 3 <laughs> visually does look better than this movie, too. Uh, yeah. But I think that's also because it's more real. They're, they're, they're more, they're actually in the, the Southwest, yeah, you know. Yeah. United yeah, there's States. fewer effects that are needed for it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, those are not, even though it's a sci-fi kind of movie-ish, you're right. It's just a Western. By the way, you have a lizard on your shoulder. Are we going to talk about this? You have yeah. a lizard on your shoulder. I mean... Blisters can't see it. This, yeah, this is my leopard gecko. So yeah, he, I, my little, my little streaming buddy. We, we've been recording now for a little bit, and about <laughs> ten minutes ago, he puts this, this, you know, mini Godzilla on his shoulder, and I was completely blown away. Like, I, I I've never well, known then, someone to have a lizard as a pet. So, like, it, this is weirding me out. I just, I'm waiting for him <laughs> to try to eat your face or something. Not, no, he usually just like goes around the back of my neck, and because that's where apparently I'm warm, and he just kind of curls up there. But yeah, this is my little streaming buddy, Bruni. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that makes me uncomfortable looking at it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't have a problem with lizards or snakes or anything. I can. I have zero problem with that. I can pick up a snake, but it just it was just you were just so casual about like how Andrew and I would have a cat on us. You have a lizard. Oh, he's so cute though. Look at him. He's a leopard yeah. gecko. Look at that. I know, listeners, I'm sorry, but go Google <laughs> leopard gecko, and, ha- and that's that's what's happening right now. Or you stream. can just watch my streams. He's usually on there, too. Oh, yeah, go watch Sean's streams. <laughs> uh, and I'll let you plug all that here in a few minutes. But before I do that, yeah. anything else before I play some clips? Let's dive into clips. After Now that we all have learned that Andrew's an idiot. No, you're not. Hey, and look, remember, about science. <laughs> this, this is this is just the start of the next series of questions for uh, episode 500. There you go. <laughs> because we all learned that Sean didn't realize that Central Africa was a real country. There we go. That's what we learned. Uh, but we, but also we learned that Sam thinks that Catherine Zeta Jones is from Mexico. Okay. Uh, here, so they use the word recall a lot. And in fact, I realized that after I pulled clips that they actually used the phrase total recall and I totally forgot to capture that. So I, oh, I, you're slacking on the I, job. I can't believe like, <laughs> I, I didn't write it down. I just remembered it later. So anyway, that's your rule. Like anytime the movie says the name of the movie in the movie, yeah, you have to capture it. Yeah, I have to. And I didn't, I did stop fail. the show right now. Go, <laughs> go, go get the clip. <laughs> Well, here's no, again, fine. I know again a little bit of, of inside baseball. When I watch this, I watch it on HBO Max on the app on my my TV downstairs. When I hit pause, it doesn't give me time code mm. on when I pause it. It only mm. gives me how many minutes are left. 
So when I'm pulling oh, yeah. clips on my computer, I'm having it doesn't give me what's left. It gives me what I've played. So I'm literally having to 154 minus an hour and 42 is like I'm having to do math. So my my point is is that I don't know. I guess I'm just bitching. All right, here we go. Recall. <laughs> recall. You know where they sell those fake memories. A recall. 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 Think of going there? I don't know. Maybe. Well, don't. Why not? A friend of mine tried one of their special offers. Nearly got himself lobotomized. So I like this scene for two reasons. One, we're in a future where we've colonized Mars and can go to Saturn, but we still have to have dudes with jackhammers. Like, why don't we have robots doing that kind of stuff now? I just... Yeah. Or at least fancier looking jackhammers. I mean, these things were clearly from like 20 years before the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah, not Yeah, the have... tech in this movie is not great. Yeah, why not laser jackhammers? Or, I don't know, make him do any other profession. <laughs> right. It's not yeah, necessary to, to be... be construction worker? It, it doesn't. It's just... Whatever. The show off his biceps. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, honestly, I actually do think that is legitimately the reason why they had that scene. I think so. <laughs> That's the reason he was so bulky in this movie is, or or as uh, uh, Melina puts it, bulging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time for this. I'm sorry. Would you please rephrase the question? Huh? How did I get in this taxi? The door opened. You got in. That cracked me up. Johnny Cab was was snarky, and I love it. It was uh, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad later on you got to rip one of those things out of the sea. <laughs> it was irritating. But it did seem weird that it had a joystick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would it have a joystick if the robot taxi controls it? Why would it? Why does it whistle? <laughs> just so much doesn't make sense. Uh, there's just so much that because just because it was in the script. Well, yeah, I it's guess. An explanation for all of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You are right. Uh, I captured this for Sam. Clever girl. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was for Sam. Which is funny because. Uh, that was what my kids were watching earlier was Jurassic Park. Nice. So I got to see that same phrase, two different movies in the same night. Uh, this scene, this this line legit made me laugh. I don't blame you, man. I wouldn't want a guy like Quaid porking my old lady. You saying she likes it? No, I'm sure she hated every minute of it. <laughs> uh, that's That cracked me up. It just still seems so weird. Like, like how do you sell that to your wife? Okay, well, um, honey, you have to go undercover. And you're going to be this guy's wife, and you guys are going to have to have sex. Oh, darn, I have to go have sex with this big, large man? Okay, you know, just... How does that conversation oh, go? It's just so weird. Uh, okay. Um, the cab driver cracked me up here. I got four kids to feed. So what happened to number five? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, man. You got me. <laughs> I ain't even married. <laughs> I will say this. I thought his acting was kind of terrible, personally. But uh, Danny, the cab driver? Yeah. 
he 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 kind of annoyed me a little bit. Yeah, he was he wasn't terrible. We've seen worse. We have, but he wasn't great. Yeah, we he have. wasn't great. Especially when he's at the end, he's trying to he's trying to kill him with the 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 drill thing or whatever, and Schwarzenegger stabs. This movie felt like it had like th- dad jokes. Well, there was a lot of dad jokes, yes, but like it felt like there was it felt like a video game. We get to a new level, fight a boss. Get to the next level, yeah. fight a boss. It just you know like the. He gets to the mutants, and he's got to he's got to prove himself to the mutant people, right? And then he gets to the the next place, and then he has to defeat the doctors, and then he gets to the next place, and he has to, you know, what I'm saying it just felt like constantly. Oh, yeah. now we're at the mining level. He has to defeat the cab driver. Oh, now we're at the elevator. We got to defeat Ironside. It just there was a I lot. I could of see that. this being a video subject, game. Yeah, on the subject of the same video games, uh, the first thing I thought of. Uh, after his when after he goes to recall, he comes back to his house and gets in a fight with uh, his wife, quote unquote wife. Uh, they started like taking uh, inspiration from Mortal Kombat fatalities, I'm sure, because it he got nutshot twice and barely felt like barely reacted to it. And it's like it just reminded me of Mortal Kombat fatalities, where it's like they portray it that if somehow you stop at just a frame before they finish that somehow the person's going to be okay even though they're missing three of their arms and three of their arms yeah i'll <laughs> just go with <laughs> missing their arms and like half their head if they don't finish that last frame they're still going to be okay yeah sorry that's that's just yeah he yeah. had nut shot so many times in this movie and just like was up immediately afterwards. It's just like that's not how this works. Yeah, I did write down, man, his nuts take a beating in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like three I mean, times. The the only yeah. worse beating of nuts I've ever seen was in uh Casino Royale. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 That sad. that one made me quince up. <laughs> yeah. Every man in America. I I bet you Mads Mickelson, even uh, when filming that scene, was like, ugh. This hurts filming, you know, just, yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. This was my last clip and I just, I don't know. It just kind of made me laugh. See you at the party, Richter. Especially because it doesn't make any sense. It's like you cut off his arms with an elevator. How is that relevant to a party? I, I well, guess- he said earlier in the, in one of the lines, I think, uh, what was the guy's name? Cohagen. Mm-hmm. Said he's throwing a party after oh. his memories erased to remind him about showing up to the party. All right. Full disclosure: think... I did have to skip parts of the movie just to see as much oh, yeah, yeah. of it as possible because of how last minute this was. So I might have ended up skipping that line. So you may have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was. There was. It was when they were getting their minds fixed. So like he's 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 kind of playing along that. Oh, I I actually am a bad guy, and so he's he's going to go get his mind fixed. But basically, he just like any other movie. The main bad guy has to leave the room so that you can escape, and so so he yeah. does that, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna have a party later. Let's come and you know come and hang out, and we'll make her your wife, and you guys can have sex every night. It'll be great." And and then he beats up a bunch of doctors, and I just think it's funny that these like doctors do. are are coming at him with like axes and whatever, and like they're doctors. I I don't understand what what's the point here. Like why you're trying to I'm fight. 
I'm a doctor, not a henchman. Yeah, exactly. Like if <laughs> if this guy rips out that arm thing that he does and stabs the first doctor in the neck, I'm putting my hands up, going, "I'm Damn. done." I th- these people are so weird. I don't even like working here. You know, like that guy from Iron Man three. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some guy behind some glass panel somewhere. It's like, dude, we have a button here that closes the door and fills it with poison gas. Why don't you just hit that? <laughs> No, I'm gonna run in with this axe and run at him (laughs) with Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, take a header into the machine. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. (laughs) Uh, It's like literally like Doctor is just yoink whack, smashes their face right into the machine. This movie had did have a lot of interesting deaths. I mean, like that one Doctor gets stabbed with the with the whatever thing, and like you see him in the kind of the background with like through his noggin as he falls mm -hmm. down. Yeah. this movie you know, has some I, I, deaths. We talk about Michael Bay having explodium. There was just a lot of blood in this movie for yeah. no reason. Like they would get slapped in the face and they would be blood splattered <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And and the blood didn't <laughs> So when he he kills those guys, he kills the his his uh um construction worker buddies, right? And his hands are just covered in blood. And he goes home, and he's touching everything, right? He's closing the blinds. He's turning oh, off yeah. the lights. And there's no blood anywhere. And then he actually touches Sharon Stone's face several times. He brings her in, and she's like, what's going on? He's like, got her by the face or the neck or the shoulders. Like, he's touching her. And then finally he goes, how do you explain this? And she, he's got blood all over his hands. Like, she would be covered yeah. in blood. It would be everywhere. It's yeah. not paint. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well. Um. All right, we're getting ready to play our game, and this week our game is brought to you by Hi, I'm Lauren And I'm John And we host the Beard Out Podcast The podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world Beer and Weird Al And a bunch of other stuff That's right Do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird Al? Are you human? If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters. All right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Time for the game. This game is what we call, Hey, Did You Notice? This is a game where Andrew has found... Things that he thought thought were interesting in the movie, we're gonna see if we noticed them. It is a game, best of five. Uh, Sean, our guest, Sean, will go first. Obviously, I'm not talking okay. about myself in the third person. And well, I did. I didn't want to assume. So sure, you shouldn't ever. And <laughs> uh, you get the first opportunity. If you get it wrong, I get a chance to steal. We go back and forth, best of five. Andrew, take it away. And I, I will refer to you as Opie in this, so that we're not confused as to okay. who is who. That is fine. Um, before we get into the questions, though, there's one piece of trivia that I, I want to read that uh, is really interesting. This was one of the last major Hollywood films to make use of uh, miniature effects as opposed to CGI, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So now we're into our questions. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know awesome. where I was going with that. That's fine. Hey, that's cool. That train of thought derailed. All right, so on to our questions. So, Sean, we will start with you. First question is this. When Quaid checks into the Hilton on Mars, what is his room number? And 
what is the alias that he signs in under? So two parts. Okay, so the the alias was Brewbaker. Yes. And the I can't remember if it's six ten or six thirty. That's it. No, that's it. Six ten. You got it. That's awesome. Good awesome. job. Yeah. Uh, that question well, was originally I just watched the movie like an hour ago. <laughs> that's kind of helpful. <laughs> that question was originally about a pen, but I had to change it. All right. <laughs> what color pen? What color cap was on the pen? Yeah, yeah. All right. So Opie, we go to you for mm-hmm. question number two. The line Bob McLean says to Quaid, which is the uh, the doctor there. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No matter where you go, there you are is a callback to another movie featuring aliens from 1984. What is that movie? No matter where you go, there you are. I'll give you a hint. 1984. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, in, the, in the 1984 film, it is a movie featuring aliens from the eighth dimension. Oh, that didn't help. Oh, wait, no. Um, Buckaroo Banzai. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We we reviewed that and I I kind of want to watch that again. Like I feel like that we uh, that's kind a movie. To it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that might be a movie worth re-reviewing, you know, like another 100 episodes from now or something. That's a cheap seat re-review. Yeah. I think that would be fun Re- to do. Re-review. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, we go back to you. All right. Uh, Quaid and Melina, in the opening scene of the movie, in his dream, they have spacesuits on. Each of them have a number on the back of their spacesuits. <laughs> what are those numbers? The first ones that came to mind were 82 and 63. I don't remember if that's accurate, though. Well, you, I think you're, I think you're on the right track. I'm going to give it to you. the The number on the back of his suit was eight. The number on the back of hers was oh. two. So you had that eighty two. Okay. I think that's where you got it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, I, I remember. See- I should have. I should have made sure I made note of those because I knew there was going to be trivia. But I just, yeah. Okay, close enough. All right, Opie, back to you. Doug and Lori, or uh, whatever his other names are, Quaid, are talking about moving to Mars Mm -hmm. while Doug is watching the news. At the end of their conversation, a commercial for ESPN comes on promoting the fifth game of the World Series featuring what two teams? Yeah, no idea. Because as soon as I saw... So when, when I saw the ESPN logo, I thought, hmm... This movie is going to have a lot of product placement. I probably should start paying attention to the product placement because it felt like that's something that Andrew's going to ask about. Like, for example, when she's doing her tennis outfit, what kind of shoes is she wearing? Well, they're Nike Airs. And um, what kind of uh, what what um, company is advertised in the billboard when he gets to Mars? Oh, well, it's it's Philips Audiovisual. You know, like like right. Or, or the name the companies that no longer exist that are in this movie that that sponsored this movie. So the answer to your question is, as I have no idea. So just as a joke, it'll be I'll say the Chicago Cubs and the Yankees. All right, 
this is a tough this is a tough question. I'm going to throw this to Sean see if he can still. I'll read it one more time. I, what what two teams were mentioned in the ESPN commercial in the fifth game of the World Series? I have no idea what teams there are. I remember it was in Tokyo, but I do not remember what the two teams are. So I'm going to say uh, the Detroit Red Wings and the and the Packers. I was like, the hockey team is playing the football team. The two teams were the Tokyo Samurais. So you did get the Tokyo part there. The Tokyo Samurais and the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. Two teams mentioned. So they literally went World Series in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no points awarded for that question. So Sean has two. Opie has one. Here's the last question. This one goes to Sean, right? Yes, because you asked me the ESPN okay. question. All right. Yeah. So last question here. Doug is offered choices of alternate identities for his ego trip. He's offered the chance to be a millionaire playboy, a sports hero, a secret agent, or a what? It's the one they don't mention, but that they show on the screen. That's correct. Uh <laughs> It's like I can I can see the the Playboy I can see the the sports hero I can see the spy. I have no idea. I can't see it. <laughs> All right, Opie, you have a chance to to tie this up. I don't remember either. Um... <laughs> Yeah, because it's the the one choice that they don't say; they sh- just show it. Right. I don't know, cowboy, <laughs> industry tycoon. Oh, yeah, who industry hell, tycoon. Who the hell wants so, that? I don't know. So, Sean, you win two to one. Yay, Sean! Yay. Well, congratulations one to one. That's okay. Fine. Either way, a win's a win. It's still a win, so I'll take That's it. Right. <laughs> All right, time for this now. Excuse me while I whip this out. Mind-altering movies, or movies where they mess with your brain, man. All right, this is going to be a fun top three, and um, I will let uh, Sean go first. All right, so it took me actually not as much time as I was expecting to get this list. Uh, My number three is Inception. Sure. Kind of a, a, you know, no-brainer. Uh, number two is the Matrix. All right, and my number one is Equilibrium. Oh yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, some people might be yelling at me that I put Equilibrium over the Matrix, but I just found the the gunplay and choreography in Equilibrium to be just much more exciting than Gunkata. Even though, <laughs> yes. And I love the explanation behind it, too, that it's like they extensively analyzed statistical uh, positioning in gunfights to, like, put you put the the cleric in the like least statistically like the place that's least the place where you're not going to get hit. And they put other people in the place that they are supposed to be hit. I, I 
love that explanation. I'm sure it doesn't actually work, but I just love the explanation. <laughs> we we reviewed that movie a while ago. I always I just always liked the fact that the the big thing about the movie is like you're not supposed to have emotions, but Tay Diggs smiles the entire time in that movie. Like he's always grinning. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just funny. I do like that movie too. Okay. Well, my turn, and you took two of mine with in- <laughs> with Inception and The Matrix, which makes sense. Um, and I didn't yeah. I didn't really have any other backups, so I'm racking my brain here, and I totally forgot to do Star Trek connections for this week. I just I forgot for the uh, for the movie. I'm sure there are. I just can't. I don't have any in front of me right now. But uh, so my my only number one I have is uh, I'm just gonna say Serenity. Because they mess with River's brain. Yeah, that's right. A lot. So that counts. Yeah. Well, of course it does. Serenity. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. Um, well, I I didn't go complete mind wiping. I kind of went mind manipulating. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. But but I did some uh, mind erase movies too. Uh, so I have uh, at number three, Men in Black. Yeah. Sure. With oh the yeah. Flashy that's good. light thingy. Yeah. The flashy thingy. Uh, yeah, number two, I have a movie that we reviewed not too long ago called Oblivion. Oh yeah, oh that's a good one. I don't that's think I've movie. seen that one yet. Oh well, you should and go then, watch it and then listen to our review. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, I have a little, a small little film called Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh gosh, yeah, where he uh, they mind wipe the whole universe basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, all multiverse. Nice, that's good. Uh, Twitter has chimed in, not a lot, but I, I got this out kind of late. Uh, it's been a weird day. And that, uh, so n- nostalgia cast at DW Lundberg, who's going to be on our show in a few weeks, uh, says eternal sunshine, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, persona and 2001, a space odyssey, uh, cult Which film. Seen. Uh, Oh, really? That's a, that's a good one. Cult Film Companion Podcast, uh, who I was on their show not that long ago, uh, said Altered States, Dark City, and Videodrome. And the FSF Popcast, at SFF Popcast on Twitter, says Inception, The Village, and Fight Club. And then he said, I don't know if these are my top three, but they are the first three that came to mind. So that's good. And that's it. Thank you for participating on Twitter. That's great. Uh, all right. Now we do this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from zero to ten. Zero to ten. And uh, Andrew goes first. I, IMDb has this at a 7.5 out of 10. And I, again, I feel like I've said this for the past three, four weeks in a row. I don't think I can go that high. Um, I think, you know, had I been 37 years old reviewing this in 1990, I probably could have gone that high. But now just seeing some of the dated technology and me feeling really dumb about the science of this movie, even though the science of the movie is dumb as well, uh, it made me feel stupid. So (laughs) I'm taking some points away for that. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to give this a 6.3 boobs out of 10. <laughs> nice. Sean. Uh, well, 
I I agree that if I if I had seen this when it came out, I'd probably give it a higher score with the you said seven point nine or something like that on IMDb. Uh, I cannot go nearly that high for me. This movie does not hold up well at all. Uh, I mean, not just with the the technology that they show in there, but just the effects, the you know, just the logical leaps you have to go through. Oh, uh, it's not the worst thing ever. It has some cool scenes. But I gave this a 5.1 Arnold Sounds out of 10. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. I get why it's kind of a cult thing. Uh, I did kind of like the makeup effects and stuff like that. I thought they did a good job. But, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, it's a thing. It's a fun thing. I'm just giving it a six. It's it's. Well, I can't give it a six. I'm going to give it a six point one. Um. Yeah, that gives it a five point eight three repeating. I think it's a good score for that. I mean, that's that's tracking right around uh, beer fest. And um. Uh, what else does that track right around? That tracks right with um national treasure. So, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sean, please tell my listeners where they can find more of you. Your your streaming, whatever, the the episode that I was on of your your show. <laughs> yep, we had all three Sean's from uh this year's ANTP on I think it was actually the first official episode of the reboot of my podcast, which is the Part-Time Gamers, the gaming podcast for people with full-time lives. Uh you can find that uh, you can find my streams at twitch.tv slash Serenex, S-E-A-R-A-N-E-X. And you can find me on Twitter at Serenex as well. Uh, and you can find more of my work uh, where I post the shows and all that jazz at caffeineinducedproductions.com. Or you can use the link bit.ly slash CI Productions. John, what, do you have a, uh, a specific game that's like, your favorite game that you play often? No, no, I'm I'm a variety streamer or variety gamer too. I there are very few games that I I actually stick with for longer than a month, uh, which is kind of good for this for what I do for my show because we do a different game every episode. Oh, okay. Uh, so you know it's you know back when I originally started this in I think 2015, they didn't have Game Pass. Now uh, we do, which makes it a lot more viable to make a show where you're doing a different game every week. <laughs> uh, but we talk about video games. We're going to hopefully get some board games and stuff like that in there, too. And, you know, we just we try to do a little less review and more information and strategy. Uh, yeah, because more than likely, if we're talking about it, it's because we like it. Nice. Very cool. All right. That's it. That's the show. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been a blast. Again, again, thank you so much to Sean for filling in for well, us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We are, of course, Cheap Seat Reviews. Go to cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find links to all of the other things that we do, our, our uh, social media, our merch store. Go buy some merch. Yeah, that'd be great. Go buy, some, uh, go buy a T-shirt or something. Everybody loves a T-shirt. And though, as I record this, 
Yes, There's sir. a link to your OnlyFans as well, right? There is, well, yeah. I'm not real proud of that. Yeah. But gas prices are what they are, and people pay a lot of money for my weird feet. It's very strange. So. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so go there. Go to our go to our store. Go to our store. Buy something. Also, please leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. That's really helpful. Also, if you're into, um, uh, if you listen to us through Good Pods, leave us a review there. Uh, apparently, that's the thing. I don't use that very often, but if you do, please leave us a review. That would be fantastic. And that's going to do it. I am so excited for next week. I actually know what we're doing next week. We are doing another movie I haven't seen. I kind of want to do a bunch of movies I haven't seen. Kind of, you know, getting those movies that I missed. Next yeah. week, we have special guest Lindsay Washburn, who is a podcaster and a YouTuber, and her YouTube channel is awesome. And we are reviewing Nightmare on Elm Street. Haven't seen Ooh, it. Ooh, haven't either. So... This is going to be a good time. Like I said, we're going to be doing yeah. it. And then the, the week after that, another movie I haven't seen, but it's new. We're going to be doing Nightmare Alley. So two kind of horror films back to back. Very excited. Uh-huh. All that to say is thank you all so much for listening. And on behalf of Sean, Sean's Gecko, Andrew, this is the other Sean saying thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next week. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.